Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and politics. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with my co-hosts, Scoo Walker and Arthur Miller. How you doing, gents? Good today. Fine. Good. Good to see you. We all live in Lake Forest. Hey, the show sponsor is NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, your kids get a physical every year, right? Well, include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. Takes only 20 minutes to get the data you need to have peace of mind and to know if your athlete should get back on the field. Okay, one of the things we like to do on the Lake Forest podcast is to clue in our listeners on what's going on about town. And in having a podcast, sometimes you're the conversation around town. I, Pete, sent an email from my personal email address uh, to the community to get feedback on why the Lake Forest Caucus Committee is having a harder time finding volunteers. We're going to go into more detail on that email, and our goal is to prompt community discussion. Disclaimer time, I've gotten positive and negative feedback. Some people think I'm doing this to get more listenership to the podcast or more clients to our small businesses. Hey, Scoo, how much money have you made off of this show so far? How much money have I made? Yeah. my business? Yeah. Eh, not enough. I need more. <laughs> I need more people here's, here's listening what I and, and come on over to Dakota Insurance and we'll take care of you and your family and businesses. So come on over. So yeah, okay. that's, that's how much I've got. And I'm I've trying got no- to get business. And I'm trying to get business through the podcast. <laughs> I am true. Neuro Noodle, you know what I've gotten from this? Zero. Hey, Patreon, all the supporters out there, go online and look how much we've made off of this thing. Hey, Art, how many book sales you got? I have no way of knowing, but... Well, I know. I, from this podcast here, I'll tell it, you, it, nothing. It, it hasn't changed my life that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, you're a pretty fancy guy, Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the tricky thing is, I'm on the Lake Forest Caucus Committee... And some people will say it's a conflict of interest. The way opinion. I look at it can't be. Well, you're elected. Well, to have an opinion is a conflict <laughs> yeah, of interest. You're an elected person. You can't. <laughs> well, I, I, guys, I'm putting it, whether it's right or wrong, I'm just putting it out well, there. People, this and is your, feedback. Your, your opinion is the, the good old US of A, so you can't be in conflict. All right. Well, the way I look at things is I work for the voting citizens of Lake Forest, okay? We are not city government experts, never have been, never will be. Oh, hey, Pete, uh, let me clarify, yeah. just because you were elected by your ward, so you're speaking. <laughs> you don't want to get someone correcting you saying you're not for the city, you're for your ward. <laughs> okay, for my ward, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're elected to a not-for-profit supporting organization for the city. And okay. that's a little different. Yeah, it's not the city. Oh. It's the farm club. So I'm definitely not a city uh, government expert. And the fact checkers on this show, let me check. Here's a fact. There are no fact checkers. The fact checkers are the people that come on the show and point out what we did wrong. We can only bring on experts who are willing to come on. So we'll get the inform- information wrong and love to have the experts come on and educate our listeners. Okay. Art, we got you on the show. I mean, somebody wants to bring up history, and we got it wrong. We got you. I see your finger up. I've seen that finger before, Art. Yes. And opinions are not ever wrong. <laughs> opinions, 
the opinions get, aren't wrong. Well, anyway, I'm not going to go there. Uh, yeah. You can have your own opinion. <laughs> okay. And in your opinion, if you're right, you're right. If it's wrong, you know, that's someone else's opinion. <laughs> okay. But in terms of just the history of Lake Forest, which goes back 160 some years, yeah. it, there's lots of reasons to think that the secrecy that's kind of in around in town goes clear back to the beginning. There were two reasons, two key reasons why they were pretty secretive at the start in Lake Forest. One was they were millionaires, the people that came out, the, big, the, the people that built the big houses in the early days. They'd made their money hyper fast in Boomtown, Chicago. A whole bunch of people came in the 1830s and some, in the 1830s and 40s, and some by 1855 to 60 were rich and a lot of them weren't. The ones who were rich People were saying that they thought, how did you get the money? You must have stolen it. You must have, you know, done some sharp business practices. Um, actually, these folks were pretty innovative, just like you have for high tech today. They came up with ideas that weren't yet out there. And they, as a result, did well. They also risked their own capital um, from the very beginning, which wasn't very big. Uh, buying fringe property in Chicago and holding on to it and never letting go. So they had a reason to be out here, but people were jealous of them in the city. So they didn't want to let, they didn't, they were, they built their houses out here so people wouldn't see them like in the city. Second, there were um, in the community from about 1858, there were uh, what you'd call contraband escaped people from the South. And they were working here. They were the people here were very sympathetic abolitionists involved in the Underground Railroad. They did not want slave catchers coming around, poking around in their business. So those are two reasons. It wasn't it stuck. It became part of the DNA, and it stuck into the twentieth um, century. The early phone books in Lake Forest did not list street addresses. They listed the street, but not the address. Um, by 1942, there was a college professor who asked somebody if he could um, uh, attend the caucus meeting and the caucus and the guy said, well, no. Or they, first he asked him where it was and he said, it's at the Inuensia Club. And then the, the professor asked him, well, could, could he go to it? And the guy said, no, it's at a private club, you can't go. So that showed one thing about it. Um, when we, we when I was at the college and we were going to redo the library at one point, we wanted to get some signage up. The trustee on the committee said, we don't need signage in the library. If there's students for four years, they're here and they'll learn how to find their way around. If it's a donor, we'll give them a private tour. Anybody else to heck with them. <laughs> well, so people were not into making it easy for people to find out about Lake Forest. If you look at all the publicity that goes out in the, like the Tribune and everything about places you can go on the weekend and businesses, you know, things that you can do. The county doesn't advertise our stuff. Lake Forest doesn't want to be involved in anybody's advertising about come and visit us, even if we don't know you. They want to be very in control about that. So I'm saying there's a hardwired, yep. or you say default, if you don't have to tell anybody, don't. But it, uh, it's it's always been volunteers, right, Art? In the in the city, they they did have um, up until the early twentieth century. They had a lot of um, 
contested elections all the time. Yeah. And they, uh, that didn't work out so well for me. You know, it divided the community. People got all tied up in knots over little things, you know, and started being the Hatfields and the McCoys about stuff that didn't, wasn't really. And that's part of the, another thing about the DNA is everybody in Lake Forest is pretty much a type, you know, the, um, they're used to being on top. Yeah. They don't back down. I started at the bottom. I'm still there waking my, making my way further down. No, but you know what I mean. You know, you know, you know, going to a meeting. Quite we'll a edit that in post. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep that in. Well, Art, it's like you said, Lake Forest is built is a town built of people that know they're right. They know they're right. A lot of in most kinds of situations, they're right. But opinions are opinions, and opinions are always right. But sometimes, you know, you don't have to win, and you could look for a compromise, just like. Um, Poor Mr. Biden's trying to do out in Washington. Bless his little heart. I don't think he's got much hope, but we'll see. And well, bless and Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a well, well, I did that out, uh, out as well. well. Let's clarify, though. Everyone in Lake Forest doesn't think they're right. Okay. But, I mean, I'm saying is that heavy, there, there are enough dominant types on local boards, and I found this out in the 1970s. There are enough dominant types that don't back down in and won't come to consensus easily um they have to be led to it you know a little bit harder because they they're so firm in their conviction that they and then and the fact that they are the kind of personality that butts heads that it makes it more more of a challenge i would argue art back in the day at least the people that were thinking they were right on these boards or actually doing the work, investigating, and trying to understand the issue to our Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not just oh, yeah. showing up to a meeting. <laughs> you know why they called Gorton School, Gorton School? Or, I mean, Gorton Community Center was originally Gorton School. That mayor was so sharp. He's the guy that got the, the interurban railroad that went through until 1955 to um, pay $10,000 to the city to go through Lake Forest and then he used that money to build City Hall. And he did a whole bunch of cagey things like that to um, make gold from straw um, in the early days. So we've had some fantastic mayors. The other one would be Frank Farwell, who he's the one who did the beach, got the beach done, had the city take over Ragdale. He um, started Croya and um, built the rec center. Those things are kind of bedrock for Lake Forest now. I mean, can you imagine Lake Forest without the beach? The rec center. Can you imagine the caucus without volunteers? Well, the caucus, caucus. None of these organizations. And Mayor Mayor Farwell made the same amount that you make as a volunteer over there. He was a city mayor. I mean, what do they get? Ten dollars a year or something. Ten dollars like a year. Yep. And so he was a volunteer, and he but he a half really, a gallon of gas. Yeah, yeah. And the economy was just getting started when he was mayor. It hadn't. It was just the end of the, the Reagan era, you know, and the real money hadn't started to roll yet. And he did all that with, with basically getting everybody together on one page, having consensus. And what this is what Mayor Pandaleone is trying to do with the library. He's trying to get where there's people with lots of different opinions. He's trying to get them to work together, come up with one program that will let him, uh, 
come to the city with everybody back in three levels for funding. A high level, a medium level, and then a just fix it level. Once everybody's agreed with that, they can go to the city and then they'll talk about funding. And he's, so he's urging, every, he wants people to work together, not to shoot at each other from the sidelines, but to work together to get the solutions. And they're starting to head in that direction. Why do they shoot from the sidelines? Do they not know the structure of our city government and how that works? Or Well, they feel frustrated. <laughs> part of it is communications. And this is part of the problem. This is against the secrecy thing. The library operates under a, an 1898 ordinance that allows it to be pretty much independent of the city. Now, originally it was in a city building. The only power that the mayor has is to appoint the members of the board. But after that, they're on their own. They're sailing out there someplace on their own. Recently, for in recent years, they have kind of avoided guidance from the city about how to get everybody to work together, how to get everybody. They went, they jumped quickly, fairly quickly to a solution. After identifying problems, they put, went quickly to one solution that everybody didn't like, or lots of people didn't like. But, but the, the, the library sales along all these years because they, they didn't need money. That's it. As soon as they <laughs> now they need else. money and it, oh, let's go to the city when they, uh, you know, after that's three years kind of, of the rub. <laughs> after three well, years or four years of that. Art, you said the key word, what uh, key phrase, what is the problem? Because if you can define the problem, I mean, that's more than three quarters of what the solution is, right? Right. But that, well, but, the, but what they did was they thought, okay, we, and that's what they thought. They figured out the problem and then bang, they hired an architect and had them draw something up and they thought they were done. But they hadn't gone really out to the public. And the public said, we don't want that. It was a draw. Then we were down to a draw, see? So that's what they're trying to figure out how to fix. But the volunteer system and all those people that are on that board came out of the caucus system. They were nominated. And they're not supposed to have, an, a, they're not supposed to be a party. They're not supposed to come in loaded for bear on a particular issue, a one issue person thing. They are supposed to be smart, good people, person, local people who will work on these topics from a kind of objective. They're supposed to be as objective as possible. Objective, yeah. Art, and Peter, you can kind of get that little snippet of what Art just said. That defines how you get on the caucus and participate. <laughs> that is the <laughs> guideline of being on the caucus committee and the board and commission. What Art just snipped right there. Well, that's why we got Art here. I'm not just saying. That's, that's so exactly what, not just library board, but every board and commission. Yeah, they don't want people coming in loaded for beer, wanting to reform whatever it is that, that the board covers. They want people who will go on, serve, learn over a couple of years or something like that, what's going on, and then be the leaders toward the end of their term. That process has gone on for, I think the city council form of government here was adopted in 1939, I believe that's right. Um, the first city manager was Neil Campbell. There'd been a real, they'd, they'd had city clerks before who really functioned as almost city managers, yeah. but the council was not the same kind of organization. That's when the caucus started playing its role. So I'm guessing a lot of these problems in the email that I sent out have been going on for a long time. And 
you know, you only have several years where you can have an influence uh, on things. So I'm I'm trying to define what I see as my opinion, because art, I mean, having you is awesome, but it is rough when people that know what's going on won't come on the show to educate the public. We've had uh, Mike Adams, bless his soul. He came on for the very first podcast to explain what the caucus is and we haven't had any luck getting any other presidents on it. Well, part of it is part of it is goes back to that just general thing of not wanting to share your business. I mean, that's that secrecy. It's just it is a like forest thing you have to get around. And so, you, how do you make people feel comfortable? Well, you have to be open to their ideas. And I think probably it goes back to that problem of that slate. You know, that was the um outside slate and uh, let's do better yeah but i don't have as kids and i don't have kids in the lake forest schools anymore so i don't really know but they pretty much virtual all through the last year right but i mean you you brought up the secrecy and in my email my opinion the number one problem is we need volunteers and there's some really strong people that are turning it down they've applied and they turn it down because of the reasons that I put in the in the email. Okay. Whether it's true or not, it's a perception. The it's political, the liberal bent, group think, boys club click, insiders only. And that's been and what you're telling me is that's been from the de- beginning of time. So Pete, you're well, saying you interviewed people, the caucus has interviewed people that uh, a vol- potential volunteer has gone through the process and then declined or declined not to come and interview. They've gone through the process and declined. Com- actually, both. So they didn't. I was going to say both is. I mean, it's more common to ask someone to come interview and they say no. But it's pretty strange to have go through a caucus ward interview process and then decline. So you'd, you'd have to, to move on. Not like the questions you were asked or something. That might be it. Um, one one person I'm thinking of in general, I want to talk out of school. It's just that he went through it and then he asked around the community what would uh, what would it was like to be on it, and he was advised don't do it. That doesn't help. So somebody that you have somebody that's been in the community for you know, I don't want to give the number of years, but a long time. Yeah, and then is asking about what it's like to be on it and is turned off. It, the, the reason why the person said no are part of the reasons that I've put down in here. And I've heard other people say the same things and I want to address it. I, I hate to give a problem without a solution attached to it. Okay. Now, now, I, would, I would agree that, uh, I mean, I've heard, I can't even count how many people that I tried to talk to that, or tried to talk to and still do about getting involved in volunteering in the community or through the caucus or what have you. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of people say they don't want to, they don't want, they don't like the politics of stuff or whatever it might be, or they just don't have time. That's natural. I just, I think, you know, part of it to me is what I have seen personally is a lot of these people are resume fillers and do they really want to help the city staff or, you know, carry out their mission of whatever board of commission they're. And that's, that's not bad either. I think the problem is these people are getting on, you know, these boards and commissions and or interviewing through the caucus committee. And 
if you want to call it the vetting process at the ward level or whatever, the education piece is, is reliant not only on the caucus committee, but, but the actual individual. I mean, I don't think that a person should be going in front of a ward and wasting your guys' time on an interview and then go out and ask people, hey, should I do this? I think that should be done prior to that. I mean, if, if you really want to volunteer, you, I think you would have to investigate what you're going to be doing and all that. And I, I and a lot of people don't do that. And and I think a lot of the problem is with the way it's set up now is that we're picking people and not really letting them. Hey, you'd be great on it. Come on, you're on. Perfect. Well, maybe and not really. It is a lot yeah, of work. It is a lot of work. A lot um, of work. Um, I don't go to all the meetings. I do go pretty. I, the ones that I see the most are the Historic Preservation Commission, and I do read their packets before I, you know, come to the meeting and stuff. Those are often a hundred and a half pages or something like that. It's like reading a book, and if you don't read the book, you really don't understand it. And you may even, even if you read the book once, you may not understand it, and you have to go back and check on different things to make sure you got it right. Because there's a lot of stuff. Now, the more experienced you are, the faster you read that book. But um, I tell you what, you're using the H HPC as an example, though, Art. That's, that's, that's a perfect one because it's usually a lot of work to do. Yeah. But to, lately to see these discussions there and the board members don't read the packets or any piece of it. They're asking questions. They'd ask questions that are within the packets, you know, which is not... Well, it's probably, yeah. and, and then they refer to the answer in the packet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, you know, that's not doing the job and it's, you know, that they're there to do. Well, and you that goes back to the original, do you have time to do it? But learning, the process of learning in those boards, the, the, the typically, I don't think it's probably somebody who's been there five and a half years that's going to have that problem. It's going to be somebody that has been here one or two years that if they picked them right, is going to not have absorbed everything going through there. You know, some people may also not go on it because they don't want to do all the work. You know, they're just not willing to do the work. And that's unfortunate because the city won't work right. With the HPC, the city will, will get screwed up uh, on some of these very difficult issues that come up to it. Like the issues now that, that really got people to, that's taking a lot of work are like the uh, the third building on the um, Westminster facing Westminster of the library place uh, development. Yeah. And the, the condo question is a huge question. And what we've got is we've got a sandwich of the East estate area and the Green Bay Road estate area. And there's hardly any room for the meat in between. What's going to go there, Art? Nothing, if the, that unit's not put up. Well, I, but I, just in the process point of view, the, the way the ordinance... It's going to look worse than being vacant than it is with the building. And it's proven with the other two buildings that it's, it meets perfectly in, sets perfectly in there. And I, you well, know, I like to argue that, you know, these are just, just to, you know, the people arguing the, it, that it's, you know, not conducive to their little neighborhood there. I always say, look across the street at that vacant house that looks like a, a slum that uh, they seem to be okay with, <laughs> not bringing their property. Look across the street, Art, next time you go there. Okay. there. There's a house there that's been sitting there vacant and just horrific for the last oh, five years or so. <laughs> well, in the email, 
part of the yeah. problem is the education of the you know community knowing what the they're they're part yeah. everybody in Lake Forest is that's voting is part of the caucus, right, guys? Yeah, sure. Okay, everybody who's now living here. Now, if somebody wants to do some uh, research, okay, or get a book, they may want to look at the bylaws, right? Yeah, bylaws. So we're down for three months. Bylaws should be available. Every organization's or you know bylaws should be available to the members. In the case of the caucus, the members are the people who vote in Lake Forest. Yeah, they've got to, if their bylaws need to be revised, that's good. But put up the bylaws that exist until you shouldn't have a page that says bylaws and you go to it and it says oops. Right. And 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 keep in mind also, you know, the the if you want to look at a hierarchical standpoint. You know, the city staff has their work to do and all that. These boards and commissions are instituted to help and assist where they can't make a decision right on their own, right, in a nutshell. In order to get these boards and commissions filled, there's a caucus committee that is voted on by each ward, and people are presented, and you're voted on, and there's a caucus committee. And it's their job to interview and put volunteers on these boards and commissions. So my point I'm getting to is if you're – if you um, – if we're trying to get people to volunteer, education is the top of the line to educate the community on if you want to volunteer, here's how the process works and all that. And if you're going to use a website to do, which is fantastic, it has to be for, for the caucus committee, it has to be on point, updated all the time with information because people are going there. New people are coming to the community saying, hey, I want to volunteer. How do I go about if I go to the oh go to the caucus website if it's any part of it down or outdated, you you you've you've broken the upfront initial system of getting people on board the commission because no now, one understands. One now one to be fair, it's it's up now. Right, right. Oh good. One problem that, that you have with that organization is that it has no staff. You have no paid staff, is that right? Never have. Ever had anybody handle your web, ever paid anybody to handle your web page? But, 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 Art, but that's the thing that the exec committee has, that exec committee is basically, well, is, you know, much to, much to maybe some argument and saying yes or no on this. And I'm going to, this is my opinion. So, okay. If I'm wrong, I'm Whoa. wrong. But the exec oh, committee, in my opinion's main function, is they don't have staff. That's why they have an internal uh, marketing person, an external marketing person, a secretary. Because they're doing more, not just like a regular exec committee of a nonprofit. They're the ones that have to get stuff out to the people, to the, the ward chairs and all that. And if they're acting more like a executive committee of some other board and all that, they're more the doers, I think, than you know, making sure externally in the community everyone understands what's going on. And no, they don't have staff. And so that falls upon themselves to do a lot but of drug work. I'm just going to be radical here and suggest Ooh. that we have a city that has um, multi-million dollars of things. And these boards deal with multi-million dollars of, of all kinds of stuff from all kinds of different directions. And maybe it needs to raise a little bit more money every year so it could hire at least a part-time executive director that could kind of coordinate everything. I mean, I think, I think that the caucus is so important I don't think the city can get involved in doing no, that. Right. You are, you are right. You are right. And part of my email that was sent out was 
can we take the resources and put it into something like that, educating the community versus right. buying lawn signs? Because people are yeah. pissed and they and they want to contest. Yeah, that's and that's the, the evolution of stuff with technology. And that's where, you know, every board to, or every nonprofit or whatever you want to call it has to evolve. They evolve with how the technology is. And to, you know, to be honest with me, I, and I'll, I'll, when I was on the caucus, I mean, that was a big show. We had paper. We didn't have as much robust technology, but we're, we're managing a profile database that's, you know, probably like a Excel database. Well, now it's more robust and, you know, you got to evolve into it. And I know the caucus has evolved into an internal marketing person who handles the website, but that's not a part-time, you know, gig where you're, it's turning into, you know, you hate to you know, point fingers, but when that thing's down, that, that guy or gal gets, should be getting hammered. Like that's down, got to get it up. And they, they don't have the wherewithal and something has to, evolve where someone is doing that all the time because at the end of the day the city and staff rely on the caucus committee to fill these boards and commissions to help them work the city and, and if those aren't done that's such a big job that it shouldn't be functioning just entirely by volunteers in my opinion right but that's the caucus needing to they let, let's put pete to answer your question there's money in the coffers and it's just not for Lawn signs? You know, lawn signs. It, it's not. It, oh, okay, it, it, okay. All right. Because there's not a contested election every single time. And you can avoid those contested elections. But yeah, money goes into lawn signs. But let's be honest, there's money in it. They have fundraisers and all that. Have different yeah. fundraisers. Raise money. But, but, not, but not raise money in the fact where you make people on the caucus donate money. Or, or yeah, that's, the, uh... that's, that's not uh, what you're there to do. And you know, yeah, there's be, a lot of great people on the, on the, hang on, there's a lot of great people on the caucus committee, 43 plus seven or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, they I can win. bet, yeah. I, I can bet, Art, there is some technologist on there that can boom, 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 a lot of this stuff that needs right. to be done. Just saying, that, that I, I almost can so, guarantee that. I and, and part of the email, and we're not going to get it all done to. Uh, today, guys, I get that. But it's, look, I sent it out from my personal email address because some people are saying, hey, you're trying to get, I sent out from my personal email address, try to get some feedback. My phone's been ringing off the hook, man, ooh. which is which, which is great, which is great. Ooh, ooh. Positive, negative. This is what's going out in the community. People don't want it to surface to the top, but this is what's going on. Education and then the inside game, which has been going on from day one, and I say, that's a problem. My solution is the executive board, the people that lead the caucus should be nominated by the caucus, then voted on. It should be nominated by a nominating committee. There should be in the board, in your bylaws, there should be a nominating committee made up of a couple of, um, well, at least one executive committee member. How many people Four. are on the Seven. A couple other active members. Uh, a couple of former or active people that are on city boards and commissions that have gone through from being, you know, on the caucus and everything like that, and have them be the nominating committee for the officers. Uh, what that, they should have is, I'll, I'll agree totally with you, but this might ruffle some feathers, but 
other boards and commissions might have an oversight there of an alderman or something. So yeah, I well, agree. Someone well, outside that's looking. Other, other outside members, maybe and get some people who don't have anything to right. do with anything and have them help look over what the officers are. But I think maybe people who formerly were on city boards, how's that? Former members of the city council. That would be a good kind of person to have on a nominating well, committee because they've seen the whole thing. But anyway, this group would recruit, you know, would look and see who are the best people, knowing their kinds of strengths and everything. You need you need right brain people, you need left brain people on your executive board, and have that executive board run by nominated the positions by a, um, a nominating committee that presents that at the annual meeting, and then it's voted on. Right, because if if the president comes from being the vice president and the president can pick whoever they want in the executive committee, people will look at that and say it's an inside game. If the caucus committee feels like it's getting screwed over by these people getting put in these positions without any say so, other than they peer on a card and you must elect them, well, inside game. Yeah, you, you and that's worked in the past, but yeah. it may not work now. That's why it's got. I, I keep getting back to evolving. There, you know. But, but even if you do, a, I'm not saying, look, you could do this nominating committee. It might be the same people, but at least you get rid of this wasted energy thinking yeah, the, that it's an inside game. That's all. Even the, even the nominating committee is there. And the process is each ward chairman is supposed to be consulting with the other nine people in the ward. Hey, there's uh, the president's position or the secretary's position is coming up. Anyone here want to do it? And if there is, those are supposed to be brought forward to the executive committee and then to the general caucus for, for discussion and all that. I don't know if that's being done, but that's how it's supposed no, what's to being done is the president, <laughs> this isn't talking out of school because the current president has said that they can pick their own cabinet, right? Well, so if they can pick their But that's not the way it should work. That's, it's, that's, yeah, it's not the way good not-for-profit organizations work it's not the way the city works right so it's not anything so i think so it's it's a pro it's a problem the solution is a nominating committee i sent the email out to see if other people felt the same way they yeah. do so now it's like it needs to be written in the bylaws which is a whole nother must be some lawyer somewhere in there right <laughs> you gotta have a lawyer well, someplace Look, you're only on the committee for several years, right? You go through, it took me a year and a half to kind of figure out what's going on. I was silent the first year because like that first year, you just trust that your executive board is going to say, these are the people you should vote on for the committee. Okay. Right. You just do it. Okay. Then when you see people getting moved into positions that you have no idea how they got there, you're scratching your head. Yeah. So now it should be kind of obvious every year when you bring in officers, that these are people who've learned the ropes, that they know that you've seen them in meetings, you've seen them operating, and you know that they will perform those jobs because they have performed earlier jobs. Right. That's, that's yeah. I mean, I, I've been on, I'm on volunteer boards and all that, and I gotta tell you, I am not, I haven't been on the caucus committee in a while, but when it comes to the executive board, you know, the ones I've been on, it's been, hey, listen, there's a position available, Anyone on the board, you know, interested. And if you are, then we discuss it, vote in it. I don't understand it. It's totally different with the 
seems like with the caucus that it's like, you know, hey, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Let's not tell anybody. But they should do the same thing. They have 43 members that should be involved in the process. And let's be honest with you, Pete, I don't know. Again, I'm going to say I, I caveat everything because I haven't been on it in a while. Yeah. But from when I was on it, the exec committee, even though it is the executive committee, wasn't this all power being. It was the Lords because we were interviewing people to move forward to the general caucus to vote on. And the executive committee just held meetings and they did the overall business, you know, of running the caucus. But the power of the people came when it was brought to the, you know, caucus in the ward level. So I still don't understand why that's not being done. So the caucus also nominates people to be on the different boards and commissions right. that are elected, right? So it has right. to come up with people for the zoning board of appeals and for the cemetery. Yeah, committee. but that's at the, but Art, it starts at the ward level. Yeah. The the, no. the the executive committee will say, hey, listen, we're like, for example, they're coming back. You guys are coming back into session, right, Pete? Yeah. There's probably for this upcoming year uh, open uh, spots on all the different boards and commissions. Yeah. Sure. And the executive committee is going to send out to the wards. Here's here's who's in your ward. Start the interview process. That's yeah. about the role they have. And then it's the wards got to generate those people that then get forwarded up to the exec committee and to be interviewed by the entire caucus if it needs to be, or it goes directly to for appointment. Everybody should understand that they're there not to make, they're not there to put forward their point of view. They're not supposed to be an issue person going on the rec board or the park board. Like they want to turn or the, you know, they, they want to turn the golf course into a um, AV park or, or ATV, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they're people who just are going to listen to what comes up and they're going to respond to it is in an open-minded way. So you, they, if, they, if they are an issue on something or another, they should go on another board where they don't have you know, a preconceived notion of something that they want um, rather than go to where they want to have a fight with somebody. Well, it, it gets to education and trust, okay? Education... We still can't explain why we are a pact. A PAC? P-A-C? P-A-C. Uh, political P-A-C. Action Committee. Yeah. P-A-C. 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 Um, well, file you know, because it's, um, you have to register to be, you have to register and be an, an Illinois um, corporation, I think. Or you have to do that because you're, you're raising money. And... Um, the IRS wants to know about you, you know, and the, or the state does, the state group That's wants to. That's file. And you have to filing, you have to do a filing. Right. Yeah, because. Um, They're not a are, true path. Well, I, 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 I know, but we can't explain it, right? I guess we just did, but even if you ask the top leadership why we're a PAC, we can't get it. You get an I well, don't we know. We need to get that figured out. So there must yeah. be some lawyer, somebody must know a lawyer somewhere in there. I mean, Lake Forest has got more lawyers than this probably got, you know. And you I know, it's tricky. Art, this thing's been around 80 years. So you have people like, I've asked past presidents and they've said, ah, you know what? Yeah, get back to me later. Get back to me later. They, you know, they won't come on. I, I understand they feel defensive, insecure, you know, because you're calling their well, baby ugly. And all we're trying to do is, hey, man, the process needs to be updated. That's all. 
It is oh, you know, just said education and, and trust, but trust is a offspring of education. If you're educated and you know what's going on, the trust factor is already there. Yeah. And it needs not just to be um, brought up to date, but it needs to be reinvigorated. I mean, it does need to have a stronger um, thrust to the community, uh, not just because we have all these new people. It's not just the same old people showing up for this, that, or the other thing. You've got to figure out a way to include these other people so they're not outside the tent, so to speak. You know, we want them inside the tent. We want to have as many people inside the tent as possible. Neighborhood groups, you know, you got your wards. There should be certain neighborhoods where you could have meetings regularly or something to they encourage be people. To be, be, every ward should be going. The caucus should be going to all these events hosting up a tent and handing out stuff on the caucus. It's the simplest right. way to do things. Yeah. And it's and, not and, been done. And so, when you're pointing out problems, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are uh, against it. You yeah. believe in it. You want it to get better. And in some cases, unless you light a fire under somebody, nothing gets done. I mean, Pete, here's the, an example is the, the music festival that's being had on August 21st. I don't know if your band's playing, but the caucus should should have a tent in the parking lot with probably some other vendors and having people from the caucus, exec committee there, shaking hands, handing out flyers, educating the people. That's the first easiest way. And you know what, back to your financial stuff, Pete, take that money and put it there instead of a a sign. There you go. That's that's, that's another easy way to do it. Wouldn't cost much to just print up a list of what are the open right. jobs. Absolutely, that's I mean, what the, that's what should be done right now. Is that should be out there <laughs> everywhere in the community about all the different positions that are available to interview for. They're open and they need people that know stuff and smart right. people from Lake Forest. I mean, who in the world doesn't have an angle on something, right? I mean, everybody. Right. Does. You know, oversight. I guess we're the oversight, you know, till we figure it out, guys. It's look, you are the, the state. So you're the so, press. You're the fifth estate. You're the press. The fifth estate. Interesting. Well, you know, you're well, you're part of the system. That's why are you? That's why the Hong Kong <laughs> No, but that's why Hong Kong closed down their uh, newspaper. Because the newspaper was co- criticizing the powers that be. So they yeah. just closed it down and slammed the guy in the clink. Part of the problem is that we don't have a now a good functioning local newspaper. And this is the sort of thing you need to do to help people share right. their ideas. The Lake Forester was the town square. Yeah. And it's but, gone. It, but there's very little left in it, really. There's oh, no I know. Little... I said it was. Yeah. It's so, too big a piece of crap now. The <laughs> other thing is to get people to come on, we own our own businesses. If you work for a corporation to come on and to be controversial about anything, nobody wants to attach their name to to anything. Well, here's the funny thing, Pete. What you just said is I, I still don't understand where we're being controversial. Well, we're talking about the process. I mean, seriously, I'm not kidding. Is where where is what because someone has an opinion, it's all of a sudden working. I don't think we're controversial at all. We don't side with certain things. We're just listening to people and then encouraging businesses and, you know, getting the word out. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a train wreck back there with the school board having the two different groups, you know. And there was enough differences of opinion that didn't get resolved. There wasn't somehow, 
uh, schools didn't figure out a way to get everybody to talk about it together, come up with maybe a hybrid system like they had in Winnetka, you know, that, so that both sides could be heard and stuff. People were too, you had one side people afraid, you had the other side, you had people who didn't like it doing it that way, you know, so. That, maybe, the, maybe the high school board nomination process should be taken away from the caucus since Lake Bluff is involved. It's not a one city process. Yeah, commission. That's true. But I mean, we, we nominate our people, you know, we vote oh, on our people. We don't yeah. vote on, we don't well, vote on. Maybe, maybe Lake Bluff and Lake Forest need to get together and form their own little school board nominee. We welcome people with opposing views or people that have the information that like to point fingers and say, Oh, gotcha. You got that wrong. You got that wrong. If you won't come on, you won't be part of the solution. Then we're just going to, we're going to do the best that we can and only bring on the people that want to help. So I'm sorry that you work for a corporation. I'm sorry you work for a government that you're afraid to come on. I'm sorry. Life's too short to be, be afraid. I don't think there's anybody that's really trying to do ill will. I mean, Lake Forest is filled with a bunch of good people that are just wasting a lot of energy on this stuff if we just educate them. Well, yeah. Uh, and education takes the uh, <coughs> a lot of the work away from each ward because the people are educated. They're coming to the ward, not the ward going and finding the needle. And yeah. We need more volunteers. Because if, yeah. if you don't get volunteers and you're going to get friends of friends, and in the current system, the friends of friends of the president, the vice president, the executive board, you're going to have all people that think the same way. Trust me, I do not think the same way of anybody on that board. Believe me. Okay. Committee. In case you were wondering. This is going to be more than a one-show topic. I've had some people that reach out that have been on past caucus uh, committees and want to come on and give their take. I welcome, hey, past presidents, come on and correct me. Uh, it's one thing to send an email that says, hey, you got it wrong. It's another thing to come on and do it in person and educate the community. So I challenge you all to, to do that. Hey, send an email to Jason, city manager. Get him on here. I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean. He, he, said, he can't. First of all, I like Jason. I see him walking a dog all the time. Good guy. He can't. He can't come on. The government guys can't come on. The, what about the school the mayor? people? What about mayor, the mayor won't come on. Nathan's an employee. City employee. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll. Maybe they'll do Lake Forest Love. Do you know what I mean? But it's as far as this, they're not going to have any part of it. We are not talking about what everybody else is, or the way we go about things is different. It's outside the process. Okay. Because the way it is, is if you're outside the process, that means you're against the process. Unfortunately, no, that's the label. That's the no. label guys. Well, certainly with, you're not outside the caucus and there are things that you can do to help and reinvigorate it because it's very important that we do that because we have all these new people in town and they need to get to feel like they can identify with the system, not right. feel outside the system, but to identify with the system. It's, it's important for the city and for everybody to get everybody feeling like they're part of one thing. That's the whole idea of the city manager form of government. And so that's the job and how they can, we can reinvigorate the caucus so that it does that in more of a leadership role. That would be good. 
not just picturing appointing people to particular jobs. That's a left brain kind of thing. But the right brain thing is, how do you make everyone feel like they're part of Great Forest and how it gets run? Anybody listening, you want to come on, you got your two cents, please. Bam, this is the, this is the place, place to be. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button, Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete with my co-host, Scoo Walker and Arthur Miller, who all live in Lake Forest. We thank you for listening. And the links to all the notes will be in the podcast below. If somebody wants a copy of the email, if I missed you out there, uh, I'll make sure you get it. If you really, really like us, please buy us a beer on Patreon. I guess I'm trying to sell something there. We're at zero. We're at zero. The cost is $3 and we're at zero. <laughs> <laughs> but if you pay if you pay the fee, you get a nice scoozy. We gave out a few of those at uh, Lake Forest Day, didn't we, Scoo? Oh, we sure did. A lot of popcorn. A lot of popcorn. And you'll be part of the kegger parties and whatnot. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Cue the band.